0: this is the milo sweet podcast where you'll learn to get unstuck start now conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult find quick and clever ways to overcome wait did you think life was going to be easy remember all of your excuses are now dead to me let's get started
1: So what time it is, it's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this. But if you're feeling a little like generous, right, or you're super um, free with your time right now, probably doing nothing because you're listening to this, um, well, maybe if you're doing something, actually just make yourself free right now. Hit Subscribe. What are you waiting for? Hit it. Come on. Hit subscribe. Hi,
0: Irina. Hi, Myla. Hi, how are you today? Good, I'm excited, thank you. I'm sorry, I'm kind of fly by my seat kind of person. So a little bit last minute on sending the link.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was very last minute, but in any case, I'm very (laughs) glad that you invited me here. So I'm I'm pumped to be here.
0: Okay, perfect. So I'm gonna welcome you to the show and then I'll have you tell a little bit about yourself and then we'll just go from there.
2: All right, yeah, Uh, we can go like this.
0: Okay, welcome to the Sweet podcast, Irina. Thank you so much for being here. Let's hear a little bit about yourself.
2: All right, Uh, I'm an uh, online entrepreneur and uh, currently I'm launching my own software. Uh, And uh, since the pandemic came and it has been extremely challenging, but still uh, it's a very uh, interesting time (laughs) to be launching a software. I haven't uh, previously launched my software. Uh, I was mainly working with uh, other entrepreneurs and uh, I was working as a project manager. So I'm not totally new to the game. But right. uh, yeah, this is uh, this is my like brainchild. <laughs> this is my first project where I'm extremely responsible I mean responsible for everything for marketing, sales, uh, getting it up to speed and I mean getting it to the end to the hands of the customers. So that's uh, that, that's a very new thing for me.
0: It's you know. it's honestly the same boat over here because the more you start to, you know, connect with other entrepreneurs or even if you work for one and you're con- you're doing contract work, it's very different when you're thinking, I'm gonna start my own thing. I'm gonna do this. So. From one end, it's exciting and exhilarating. On the other end, you're freaking out. You're like, oh my God, yeah. how am I going to do this? What, I don't, it's overwhelming. So I'm here for you, girl. Now, you told me in 2014 that you owned a fulfillment center in China. Tell me about that.
2: Oh, yeah. That was my first entrepreneurial endeavor, uh, or how I call it uh, an adventure. So, uh, <laughs> so I was a typical uh, office worker at the time. Uh, and I was—I uh, I just had that idea that I should travel the world, be one of those digital nomads with uh, <laughs> just a laptop and uh, going somewhere. And of all places we could have—I uh, mean, we could have traveled to—we chose, Ch- I mean, we chose going to uh, China uh, to actually start a business there. Uh, we both uh, were uh, typical—I mean, typical employees at the time. Uh, We thought that we knew everything about the business, we knew that we, I mean, we thought that we were very prepared for this, but, uh, well, actually, it it didn't turn out well, (laughs) but it was, I mean, uh, it was a very, how to say that, it was a very interesting experience, so we, um, okay, so we um, moved to Gonjo, uh, and, you know, I mean, this uh, feeling when you open the, um, I don't know, the curtains in your hotel room, you look out and you see that you are no longer in Kansas. So, like, <laughs> this was totally, I mean, this was totally uh, different view that we were used to. Because uh, previously we were living in uh, a European, uh, European city and uh, the biggest uh, building that we have seen only had nine stores, maybe nine floors or not more. And then wow. they went, went to China uh, very typical just even the uh, living dwelling um, houses they have 32 uh, 32 floors you know wow. I mean, just just for uh, those uh, I don't know I and mean, sleeping districts where people just dwell and they uh, I mean uh, just I don't know they went went to work and all, all that so uh, it was a very I mean It was a very shocking experience just when we first opened the curtains, So, yeah, after that, uh, yeah, I can just keep it short. So, after that, uh, we actually, uh, when we were starting, uh, we were working online, but at some point, uh, it all went to, I mean, we just focused on uh, shipping the goods from China to other countries, and that's how we ended up with a fulfillment center uh, business.
0: Yeah, and yeah. (laughs) Well, no, that actually it's I like the way you were telling the story. I was just following along. So wait, you started you wanted to be a digital nomad. You started a fulfillment business. What product did you focus on? Tell me like one thing you did maybe good and maybe tell me how did it end or how did the adventure end? Let's say it that way.
2: Yeah. All right. So uh, the thing w- about the fulfillment center is that you don't choose the product, you just fulfill whatever the customer wants to fulfill. So we uh, okay. are providing the access to all the Chinese suppliers, uh, Alibaba from the Chinese uh, end of the border, uh, because uh, there is an internal website uh, for on for China only uh, that has way more suppliers that, that are they don't, they don't have uh, licenses to ship goods uh, overseas. That's why we are not selling them overseas. So that's how we gained uh, some competitive advantage because we had the access to the widest network of suppliers on, on planet I Earth. So we provided our customers an ability to choose uh, goods from those suppliers, and then uh, those suppliers sent the goods to our warehouse, and then we shipped them overseas uh, with uh, all the shipping labels, and uh, uh, we handled uh, all the fulfillment parts. So um, the only thing that we didn't handle at the time was dropshipping, just because dropshipping was something that we couldn't handle at that point. Uh, We were focusing mainly on wholesalers. So we were shipping okay. goods in big volumes, not just like uh, one parcel, one, one customer, you know, <laughs> the kind of thing.
0: Right. Right. So how, how does one get started? If someone, is that still a viable yeah. job? I would assume so. Like, how does one get started in fulfillment shipping?
2: Uh, yeah, well, uh, that, that's one thing that uh, currently we're, we actually created a software uh, for uh, Handling all the logistics operations, so tracking the ah. shipments, uh, sending notifications to customers, and uh, we're we're going to introduce uh, new features very soon uh, for fulfillment purposes. Like how do you accept the goods? Uh, because oh, I can tell you one funny story. Uh, so uh, when we um, actually had our first uh, biggest customer, uh, fifteen thousand dollars, but it was a big order uh, at the time. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he ordered a lot of uh, clothes, and uh, actually, a uh, supplier with hoodies—they uh, uh, tripped us up. So basically, they sent the batch without the uh, without one color. They didn't include the whole color, and they didn't notice that. Ah. Yeah. And we didn't notice that because we didn't have any automation at our disposal. We were we were just uh, accepting the goods manually and counting them and making picture. I mean, taking pictures. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a lot of wow. work. So, um, and at that point, uh, we almost lost uh, the whole margin from that uh, from that contract just because we were paying paying for our costly mistake. We didn't notice that the, the whole color was missing, and that's. I mean, that's close to our whole margin from that order. So Well, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. And uh, that's when we decided that we can either automate or we uh, continue to make those mistakes and our customers suffer and us, uh, I mean, our uh, margins suffer for, because of this. And that's when we created our system, which, uh, I mean, later, <laughs> uh, I can just tell you how the story ends. Uh Unfortunately, (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, mean, at some point uh, it was maybe, yeah, it was a new year. New Year uh, 2016, uh, the country that we were shipping the goods mainly, uh, I mean, it took maybe 80% of our supply volume, Uh, the country suffered uh, an economic crisis. And we were left with uh, a lot of cost because we had a warehouse, we had uh, our uh, apartment and everything uh, was adding up. And uh, our customers just simply stopped ordering the goods for two months. That was enough (laughs) to kill our business at the time. Ah! So, yeah, okay. Uh, At that point, we just decided that it was too much hustle and uh, we can no longer sustain this business model. We can wait it out. Uh, but for that, we need to—I uh, mean, like—borrow money from our parents. This was very embarrassing. We just decided, okay, uh. we're going to stop this, uh, come back—I uh, mean, yeah, come back home—and then, uh, I mean, let, that's how the story ends. But we were left with a system on our hands. So right now, what we did, we just uh, adapted that system uh, for the needs of our entrepreneurs uh, all around the world. So. And that's the thing that became TrackMage. So TrackMage is for tracking shipments and uh, for uh, fulfillment purposes. And again, uh, inventory and warehouse management is going to be added a little bit later, but we're planning to do that.
0: (laughs) Well, this is wonderful. I think you hit the nail on the head with something truly important is that we have to allow ourselves to be curious, take adventures, learn from those adventures because there will be failure along the way but if you don't learn from it like let's just say you killed that business model you didn't take any of the information with you you just left it you know back in china and did not allow that to create new ideas in your brain um or use it to, as a solution for someone else's problems you wouldn't have track manager right? how do you say it again uh, track mitch uh so yeah uh
2: originally it was called track magic Uh, We still own the domain. (laughs) So, uh, but now it's track
0: mage, like wizard, track Track, track wizard. uh, (laughs) Track mage. Okay. I was going to say track magic. And then I was like, wait, I don't think that's what you just said. Okay. So you wouldn't have been able to even develop that. And I think if you're listening out there, it's really important that you allow yourself to learn from your own self because there's beauty in that. And this is really a helpful tool for a lot of people right now. I think what you're providing is the ability to really be involved in your business. The location makes it a little bit challenging because there are are a lot of opportunities that you can make in the fulfillment shipment business, but it can be a little leery when you're learning and you're putting huge amounts up and you don't know where it's going
2: yeah uh the thing uh i mean the beauty of this business is that e-commerce currently is uh totally online so you can uh even uh ship the goods or sell the goods that you don't own uh this is the drop shipping model where you don't even uh you don't even touch the product uh everything is done by your fulfillment uh, fulfillment center or by your supplier from china or from other countries, uh, because currently we have uh, some restrictions due to Corona situation, uh, and uh, well, people still find out uh, how to ship a good. Uh,
0: the thing about well, yeah, uh, I think oh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <very> good thing. <laughs> oh no, I think it's important though that if you're spending money, that you can track it. I just think that's really important. Yeah. For me, that was my hesitation. I mean, I can't speak for other entrepreneurs, but I'm very frugal and I really like to know where my pennies go, not dollars, my pennies. So for me, (laughs) you know, to put forth a lot of money on something that I'm kind of just trusting, it's very,
2: very it's helpful. I mean, that's a very frequent mistake that a lot of the cameras entrepreneurs uh, make right out of the gate. I I hear it. Uh, a lot on social media when people just invest a lot of uh, money into inventory and then they have trouble selling that inventory that's why uh i mean a proper way to start a business in this space would be to first uh, create your sales pages uh, create a funnel or some other place where you can collect orders and payments and only then fulfill those order- orders that you already sold this is uh how, how to say that? This is your insurance. Uh, because uh, if you cannot sell the goods uh, without uh, having to buy those goods, uh, it's, it, gi- it puts you at risk. Because let's imagine uh, you were to sell T-shirts. And uh, for some reason, you decided that it's a good idea to produce those T-shirts in China and order uh, 1,000 T-shirts. Now you have your garage full of T-shirts. But <laughs> well, <laughs> what does it give you? It doesn't give you the sales, it doesn't give you the customer base, it doesn't give you your uh, social media presence or a brand or any of that sort. So first thing, you need to just create uh, create the marketing presence. So like the facade, even if you don't have uh, your product right now, that's not the problem. Some people even start on Kickstarter, you know, I mean, uh, they just uh, pitch the idea and people support them and give them money and then that idea becomes the reality.
0: I think that's really important, Irina, because I I think that I think the biggest thing that I would like to solve with my podcast is just giving perspective on how people overcome challenges. Because when you don't, when you're uneducated or you're ignorant in an area, you can make a lot of assumptions like, okay, I get my T-shirts. I do this because sometimes we're looking for something tangible. but there is a lot of information out there that can help you protect your business protect your ideas but not give a lot of not have a lot of loss you can minimize your risk by educating yourself and trial and airing it without a lot of financial cost first like you said to see if it's a viable idea And then when you know it's not, you kind of know what not to spend your money on. It kind of saves you the headache of making bigger mistakes. All right.
1: That's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said, I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening too. Come on. For real. Seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like for real. No. For real. For real. Okay. You can
0: keep listening.